podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Now you think you matter? And a bunch of jewel commercials. Welcome. <laughs> Good for movie you, podcast, bud. everybody. <laughs> Episode number one thirty-two. Late night cast. I'm your host Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Russ. I don't even want to be around anymore. <laughs> Alex. Ah, hi. <laughs> Peter. It's, it's a forever purge. It goes on forever. This was a great intro. This is why it's this is why it's the best to do these late at night. I'm just gonna start off. With oh that. yeah, yeah. This is this is how it goes. But we had just too many movies to talk about. We had, oh man, we got a lot of movies to talk about. We should jump into it. We should get going because one of the biggest movies of the summer came out, and I know. Yeah, we talked about Fast Nine last time, but the other big movie of the summer just came out. It's Black Widow. I was gonna make a joke there, but let's just move on. With the I know. I, I was really waiting for the. I the was like, "Where is he gonna?" Oh, like, there was the take... pregnant pause, and it's just like it's already well after ten. That was a, that was a classic Tiggs tee up, though. So <laughs> I'm glad. See, you, it, all expected you, you, it. You, yeah, you subverted expectations. That, it's, that, I is, like. that is what I'm here for. That is what I'm here for. All right. Yeah. Let's start. <laughs> let's do it. Let's talk about the Hitman's Bodyguard's wife, or whatever that movie's called. <laughs> So Black Widow, Black I think Widow. one of the things that I think we mentioned probably once on air, but we've talked about it, is like the pandemic, the pandemic, the pandemic. I haven't had a lot of practice saying that word in the last <laughs> two years. <laughs> pandemic um, hit at this weird time for Marvel in which I think, we, as I said, I think we've talked about like post Endgame having so much time in between movies. It was kind, you're kind of left with this feeling like. But it's done. Right. Yeah, yeah. Why are we... But it's over. It's been so long. And it, it feels... I mean, when you reach in the well and grab the Eternals, it kind of feels like they may have felt similar at a time. Yeah. Well, it, so it was weird. I was not excited for this, and I didn't really go in with any expectations, and I think that's for a number of different reasons why I left really liking it. Oh, I, uh, I very much enjoyed so- Black Widow. I, I, I like the it it felt very much to me almost in the spirit of like um of like the first Iron Man, like very deliberately, where it was like we're gonna do a superhero movie, but we're not really gonna have any superpowers in it. It's just it, you know, there's gonna be yeah. like some enhanced, you know, super soldier type people and, and some like, you know, robots. But that's really it. We're we're not gonna have anything uh, of like we're not gonna have any Thor powers, not gonna have anything like that going on. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say I think that like <laughs> It's one of the ones where I think not really going into a lot of the other Marvel Universe and characters really helped this. Yeah, right. I was actually it, say the same exact thing because it's yeah. it, because it, N- Natasha is kind of a closed loop and we're just like popping into one little moment of it. It they're allowed to have smaller stakes, and I think that really helps. One of the big Marvel fatigues is like, okay, is it a close the portal? movie or like or is it like you know a cataclysmic event kind of thing and this felt smaller yeah and nice which was which was really good and i think that this the moments where this movie lost me where it was trying to be big and have lots of cg and have like i think they're 
overly big set pieces didn't really work as well as yeah. the smaller character stuff. I think is... every scene between Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson, I loved. Yeah, absolutely like, loved. Like, like, even the the I, I thought that the ending scene, yeah, everything exploding and then like jumping off and then Florence Pugh, you know, is uh, like destroying <laughs> her, like surfing down rubble to the the. <laughs> the I, I was like... totally on board. I thought that was so much fun. Uh I think what gets me, I enjoyed the movie. Like, I would call this, I think they're, what, 24 at this point? Oh yeah. About. If there are 24 movies, this is, like, number 12. Yeah, it's solid mid-tier. Or 13. It's, like, smack dab in the middle. I don't dislike it. I think it frustrates me that it is in any way associated with Phase 4. Because there's no reason. Why, if you look at, like, Phase 3, which was Captain America, Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, Homecoming, Ragnarok, Black Panther, how didn't this movie exist somewhere right, in exactly. there? Well, exactly. Exactly. This movie happened six years ago. There's yeah. nothing about the movie. Yes, we all know Natasha dies. But there's yeah. nothing about this movie that hinges on that. So this should have existed earlier. Like, there's no reason why this movie was not a Phase 3. It doesn't do anything to enhance Phase 4, truly at all, unless we're talking about one thing that I don't want to talk about uh, yet. It doesn't really fit. Like, it's it's a Phase 3 movie. It should have come out between Guardians 2 and Spider-Man 1. I mean, it, it could have... Sh- this movie was surprisingly long. It could have shaved out. Time if it also took place after Winter Soldier instead of Civil War. Yeah, but, you know, but here's if the thing. she's not on the run, this movie goes quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was it was too it was it was really long, but it also felt like there was stuff cut out, which was yes. like kind of the weird thing that it was like overly long, but also felt a little incomplete. Yeah. Well, I think the the runtime doesn't help when a lot of the marketing is based around the imagery of them falling out of the sky. Yes, I know. Yeah. Always have that on the horizon. So as soon as it's revealed of where that the secret base is at the end, you're like, oh, here's where that's all going to happen. And it kind of takes the excitement out of the end. And no matter how long the ending is. Yeah. Oh, this is the thing that they were showing so much in the trailers is going to happen in a little bit. And but I think that kind of deflates the excitement of the end. And, and, and to, to Gary's point earlier, like how this should have been a phase three movie, I think if if it was, I think you would have seen people like people are already saying that, like, you know, they kind of did Black Widow dirty at, at the end and kind of didn't really sort of <laughs> killed her out with not much fanfare. I mean, I think that this movie would have endeared people a lot more, mm-hmm. uh, her to a lot more people if it had come out earlier. And yeah. uh, I think it actually gave her a character rather than just being like sort of stoic and cold. Like like those scenes where again, she's playing off Florence Pugh um, and the, the scene where phenomenal. she's reuniting. Yeah. yeah. The scene where they're like, they're reuniting with David Harbour and Rachel Weisz. It's, that's, that's so good. Fantastic. Yeah. And like that that is the most like like when you see her like kind of acting like a, a teen like almost like a teenager. Like that's it's it's really the whole it's really fun seeing her, yeah, again, like like a human. So yeah. Have, having this history and a kind of angrier younger sister character to play off of makes all the sort of shut off sort of no character she's had seem interesting in this movie. Right. 
And, and it's unfortunate that it took like a pretty decent Black Widow movie to make mischaracterizations over a decade. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's that's fair. Because they they've done her wrong for so long, and now we're watching a, a, a halfway decent movie, and we're like, oh, okay, cool, that's fine. And it, that's how it, like. They didn't get many. I mean, they got a lot of characters wrong, and they do whatever they're gonna do Absolutely. for the purpose of beats Marvel. Like Spider-Man isn't Spider-Man, but Black Widow isn't even close to anything. And well, this is the first time we get to even like question who she may be, and it it's more interesting. But it's still she's still fucked because Florence Pugh. Is the most interesting person in the movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, and and I think that like we again have the problem where the like the enemy, like the bad guys, are underdeveloped, and As always. like a lot of the this stuff like feels like <laughs> a lot of the like the MacGuffins and all that stuff is just is really secondary, and like I will say that like this one had the best again like one of the best character moments we've seen in so long and i just really wish the rest of the movie also for once could like live up to that did you love taskmaster or did you really love taskmaster i like taskmaster i think it was fine i think that you know what you can do i honestly like ask me anything about the taskmaster origin i could tell you nothing i think you can do whatever you want with that character oh uh, his name is like tony masters or anthony masters or something sure Okay. Yeah, I like the Taskmaster character a lot, and I just hope that like they do something with it. It was it was a bummer to have it be like a like an even less interesting villain than Ghost in Ant Man and Wasp. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I I read I read something that really resonated with me, where it was like I like Taskmaster as a villain. I think like fucking really cool power set. Like, sure. really good person to live in the universe. Uh, but they Deadpooled uh, Taskmaster in this one. <laughs> and it's like, it's X-Men Origins Wolverine Deadpooled. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, like, even if it was, like, speaking through a, a voice changey thing, that's fine. But speak. Some, like, I'm cool with the, with the Switch. That I don't yeah. have any problem with whatsoever. The switch, the change up, the making it a little bit different, totally fine. But give, ta- like, give that character some kind of motivation. Also, something. They didn't really like. I mean, I know there was technically three fights with Taskmaster, but I felt like they were all a little anticlimactic. Like you kind of got like a couple of those moments where like, oh, he's doing, uh, or they're doing um, Black Panther right there. Awesome, that's fun. Um, but you didn't really get to see, like, I don't know, kind of enough of it. Yeah. yeah. I felt a little, uh, a, a little let down on, on just the amount of. No, and narratively speaking, I'm like, why Black Panther? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 because her dad, because she was there when his dad died. Like, I just don't. And if they explained it, like, even for 45 seconds, or not even 45. For 20 seconds, I'd be like, all right, cool, I get it. Yeah. But don't do Black Panther Claws without context. Eh, I mean, 
super nitpicky. Yeah. yeah. Very much enjoyed. Yeah, it is. It is nitpicky. I think at this point, if you're going to make this many movies, we are within our rights to pick the nits. Yeah, especially, it's always a little annoying when the action lets you down because, as we said, all the quieter moments are really good in this movie. Oh, yeah. And and that was a nice thing to know because it just it it's a bummer that they've just had so many of these movies like not exactly in a row the action and uh well I don't know maybe not even no, that. no but you're right but like if this was just a straight up spy movie like I know like they do like the whole like Mission Impossible face mask thing yep. at one point yeah. like do more of that stuff set that stuff up like those things kind of came out of nowhere oh completely I feel like so that's weird. something you have to set up and pay off. Yeah. There was no setup. It was just a payoff, which is just, which was just confusing. Yeah. Um, and like, also like, even like the point where they're just like, where Rachel Weisz has got the, the pig that like, she like, you know, makes stop breathing and stuff like that. Like I thought like, Oh, oh, yeah. oh they're going to do that later. They're going to do something with to, that later. Nope. Something. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I, it was, it was, it was, but I did like that scene just to set up what more than what we've seen, how much this has really affected um, young Elena. I enjoyed. Oh, me too. No, no, again, like character wise, loved all that stuff. I'm saying like action, like that sort of payoff wise. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I think it's it's fun and worthwhile. Like, like, oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's nice to see Marvel back making movies uh they were it's enjoyable yeah yeah all right shall we move on any last words on black widow okay then. that's good there we go all right so let us move on to the movie that i tried to start us with but pete took over hosting for a second and talk about the hitman's wife's bodyguard very oh god because oh my god holy shit the most uh so we're gonna talk about what do we say 13 different movies and this one is the absolute most forgettable i i probably couldn't tell you that many details about it i couldn't either Uh, it was it was like an excuse for selma hayek to just curse a whole lot like that was that's all i remember here's the thing i didn't dislike the first movie it was it was like a totally fine movie this doesn't exist in the same universe as the first movie. <laughs> and that's a problem. Like, it's a cartoon in a way that the, like, the first one was funny and act, it was like an action comedy, straight up. This one tries to be like some, like, extra subversive and it just doesn't connect at all. Yep. It's just fucking stupid. It feels like a cartoon. Like a like a uh, an edgy adult cartoon that no one likes. The issues the the first one I think got bonus point because it was an original film not based on any sort of existing IP, and it was refreshing to see a mid budget action comedy, um, a, 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 an original mid budget action comedy. We don't get a lot of those anymore, right? Yeah. Like and, the late night, the mid to late nineties, we got this movie a lot. All yeah. So Frank Grillo makes these movies now. Yes. And yeah. they go directly to streaming. And some of them are fine. 
But we don't get these with larger stars. We don't get these with bigger comedy. And we certainly don't, as I said, we don't get these in the theater. And it was refreshing to see that. All of that goodwill is completely burnt (laughs) in this one when it feels like, oh, now this is just, this is a half-hearted entry in a series. They're, as as you said, they go way too silly. And they, 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 granted, Ryan Reynolds was a Ryan Reynolds type and Samuel L. Jackson was a Samuel L. Jackson type in the first one. But it wasn't as ridiculous as it was in this one. And when it's a sequel, that shit's annoying. Yep. Oh, yeah. And it felt- like they had no reason to dislike each other as much as they did this no. time around. It was so yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, it's it's bad. It's it really is bad. straight up bad. I thought the, I guess the one thing I can remember. Now, I think the joke at the very final is kind of funny, but that's about it. Uh, I said I can't remember anything else about. That. I I did not like that joke. I it was like I get it. Yeah. In a movie that wasn't trying to be so cartoonish, mm-hmm. I would have appreciated that joke. But, like, that joke works in the first movie. Yeah. That joke doesn't work in this movie, because this movie has presented itself as significantly more ridiculous. And if they ended the movie with, like, a button of this is who they are now, I'd be like, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah. But, like, nothing is earned. Like, (laughs) who? I guess Lionsgate has way more money than anyone ever could have guessed. Because... Yeah, well, I said the first one didn't cost much and made a lot more than they were expecting, is all. Yeah, and this one cost, probably cost more and made less, which is so dumb. It, I had no... It, it, this movie felt like a chore. And these are the sort of movies that, like, in the 90s, you'd walk out of and have no emotional connection to. It would yeah. just end and you would go about your life. This movie is has all the tools to be a fun movie and is dog shit. Why is Morgan Freeman here? Yeah. Oh, God. That, that, whole, that whole bit I did not enjoy a second of. No, and they didn't even know what to do. It seems like they didn't even know what to do with it. Um, One thing I will say that I completely forgot about and I did kind of like was that for some weird reason, Antonio Banderas is playing... God, I can't find his name. What is it? He's oh, like, he's like a Greek he's man. A Greek, he's, yep. I can't find. Now, I won't speak for the Greeks as a non-Greek. Uh, no, you're right. Tanner, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We're, that's a problem with you people. <laughs> plays a character by the name of Aristotle Papadopoulos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my god, that is a good like All Mad right. Lib of a Greek and name. I take it back. Best movie ever. I forgot. That's I'm that. offended now. I'm sorry. I forgot the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard is pretty great. <laughs> All right, this movie's okay. Yeah. All right, everyone should go see it. Uh, uh, yeah. What, <laughs> no. what do you All want right. to talk about now? Oh man, let's move on. Let's move on to oh one that we were all waiting for, the Forever Purge. that we don't actually have like rust downs for everything now so i like pause and wait for Rust to say something and then it doesn't yeah. happen i'm like oh right well first of all like we've all been sitting in quarantine we all know what movies are that's yeah 
No, I will. What's funny is we don't talk about it beforehand, so that pause is because I think individually all four of us are weighing whether or not it needs a rust down. (laughs) Okay. Which could have been accomplished, as I said, before we start recording. (laughs) Okay, so again, like, uh, the the Purge had to go back to a prequel because in Purge election year, I'm pretty sure they got rid of the founding, the new founding fathers, everything's supposed to be. That is, as I said, completely erased in the opening, like, um, montage of news. Yes, exactly. That's how it starts. It's it's like, like, you hear a clip of, like, a newscaster being like, um, and, uh, you know, the new founding fathers quickly quickly regained power and reinstated the purge. And it's just like, well, that's... Juliet from Lost can't do anything right. Like, she... (laughs) And so this completes this weird thing about the movie, because I... They get very political, especially by the time election year gets around. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, oh, I mean, totally. anarchy is at one point like it just becomes a class race, yep, like statement. And I think that's when, like, I think that's when a lot of times when like the purge kind of like clicked for a lot of people. They're just like, oh, they can actually take this and yeah. um, be kind of. I mean, still be silly, but like have yeah. a. That's something that thing. started in anarchy double down in election year. Uh, election year and then triple down with here's how the purge started and it's exactly what we've been saying yeah uh and it was well, all really works this one because of the setup it really does this weird thing in which it kind of feels like it's letting the politicians of this world off a bit yeah <laughs> even though like by the end they're like because there's that one point in which like the new founding fathers are at certain times, like, set up as, like, kind of good guys at the end of this movie. Which makes no That's, fucking sense. Even though it's all their fault. Even though it's all their fault, but it's, like, it. it's weird that this, I think, this has, this is, like, one of, is this the only purge that's post-Trump? No. No, election no the, the first purge Wait, no, no, was, the first like, purge. grab her by the pussy or whatever. Yeah, and, okay. um... So, it's weird that this one, yeah, the both for all of that, yeah. and this one kind of feels like it forgets that we're supposed to really hate Republicans in these movies. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's, and, and like, without saying it, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's the it's got a yeah. real nice rich white family. Yep. Um, except like one of them is like. Well, I'm not racist, but I just think we should we should just not mix. Right. <laughs> well, this one's about immigration, right? Not really. Yeah. Well, no, it, that's what they set it up as. That's, that's the goal. That's the. That's how they want to bring you into the movie. They mention it. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe the purge got a little lost in the the weeds. Maybe this after one was all this not money thought through whatsoever. No, it, no. It, it's really it's trying to capitalize on it. It's got there's this uh there's the scene in the trailer where she where the main character is like caught by that like weird animal cage. Yes. So oh, the, yeah, yeah. the two dudes come up to her and it's terrible ADR and when she's like the purge is over and 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 then th- under the mask you just hear no this purge goes on for uh, go, keeps going it's the forever purge and it's terrible ADR and from that moment on it was like movie you just you completely burned it well, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> also yeah. like the person who helped her out of that scenario who I didn't know if I was supposed to know him or not. Uh, like four seconds later, he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm out. I gotta go uh, take care of 
somebody who's that they introduce a couple scenes earlier and but in this like throw off way that you're like certainly this person's not important then he comes back only to leave and it's just like did you kind of oddly was like i think you just realized that there's no black people in your movie and a purge and, and that's a that's a weird thing like a purge movie doesn't have somebody stick around if they don't matter yeah. yeah, and they all have he was like, "Oh, play. yeah, I'm gonna go." Uh, especially in a movie that ends like this one does, where it's like getting to the border is the only solution. Yep, yeah. it, it it's all right. Is it enjoyable? Sure. Yeah, for sure. But it is by far the worst purge movie. So that's just. Well, yeah. even worse than the first one. Oh, I don't know. If it's worse the first purge. I still haven't no. seen the first one. I don't. I don't hate the first purge movie. It's just. It's, it's just they don't do anything with the premise in the first one. It's well, just no, a home invasion movie. But, but what they do with it is what should happen. Well, right. yeah. That's well. I think that, that this this sounds like to me like just kind of a missed opportunity because I think you can well, you can I mean, like 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 you can do something with with what they're they. What they set up, what it looked like they were putting out there. Going to do, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, this one's yeah. like, oh, crazy white people want to keep the purge going. Yeah, and that's a that's, that's a, that's a phenomenal premise. That's a phenomenal premise. It just doesn't really connect. Oh, but the first bad. movie is just a home invasion. That's not the best home invasion movie you've ever seen. It's There's fine. So many ideas. Right, but oh, the, the world. But the first purge is. Well, yeah, that's why I don't have any. No, we're not talking about the first purge, though, right? Oh, we're talking about the first. Oh, man. The original purge or the first purge? The original purge. This is purge number one. The reason I have no qualms with it is because I'm like, it's it's putting a bunch of shit out there that's pretty cool. And and the first movie is totally tolerable. And Ethan Hawke is there. Yeah. Yeah, the Hawkman, exactly. Yeah, we're all Hawk people, right? Yeah, 100%. Has Hawkman made it into a movie yet? No, but he will. And he'll be played by the brother of the guy in the Purge movies, Aldous Edwin Hodge. Uh, Aldous Hodge will be Hawkman. Cool. So that's oddly prescient that you would mention that in the Black Adam film. I think one of the CW shows did Hawkgirl and Hawkman. Yes. Cool. I don't watch those. I don't watch those either. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm... Because people tell you they're good and they're actually not. Yeah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> you guys didn't like how the uh, the the voice that always announces the purge and the ending of the purge was also announcing that the borders were going to close in X amount of hours. Hey, it's, it's a good gig. <laughs> I mean, good money if you can get it. I was like, yeah. that that I was not supposed to laugh at that. But I 100% yeah. laughed at that whole thing. Oh. Honestly, I, I think they should have delayed it and done like a fuck it, just really rip from the headlines, you purge pandemic. That, oh man, know, dude, that, that, that would have been. Would be pretty good. Oh, just a bunch of people like coughing on other people. Like, and that's illegal for. <laughs> just, all right, I can see it. I can oh. see it. All right. Are we done? Are we good? Are we moving on? 
the forever purge the yeah, final we're... purge will there be a final purge i think this is it <laughs> it might be all right well let's move on um okay so we got a couple more movies to talk about and ooh, we're in the weeds of where things that we did not all see but one thing i am very curious about hearing about oof it's late is america the motion picture um, this one we might need to rust down. I was going to say that's yeah. I think there's this so many to rust down. Like, we should probably have a rust down. We were all um, thinking it. Oh really? So y'all motherfuckers need me. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Cool. America, the motion picture. A chainsaw wielding George Washington teams with beer-loving bros, Sam Adams. To take down the Brits in a tongue-in-cheek riff on the American Revolution. So, the the sort of this pops up on Netflix, and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to hate this, but I'm going to watch it. And it's got this weird energy that, like, for like 30 minutes, I was like, this is very fun. But then that that it doesn't evolve into anything. No, and it's just. It's a very long, like, hour 35. Oh, I can't believe this went more than 90 minutes. That was, like, or more than 80 minutes. Like, they, they this should have been a short. Because it, um, it, it, was in, it was surprising that it caught me. But then I was just like, it's, it, I think it had to have been shorter. It had to have tried to do something else. Because it's just, like, every ridiculous little thing it does, like, it just kind of repeats the same jokes for a little while yeah. and it just i don't, I don't it, I, and which was a bummer because like i was shocked about how much i was enjoying it at first yeah i i agree and i think like that first and i think that it helped there again because will forte playing abe lincoln again absolutely yeah. like this is i believe the fourth time sure give me more like uh always in for that that little joke and like i think that like um chan tatum's totally fine and i think like again like the voice cast of this is all like comedians you kind of like yeah like, jason manzoukas is, is the best yes and i think that like i was looking i was like oh it's the guy that like sea lab and a bunch of other adult swim stuff and i was like you know what why not i'll give it a shot um it just overstays its welcome and again you're right like it's it's like it's you know when like people were making like I don't know, like making like bro jokes back in the day. We're like, hey, bros, <laughs> like that. Like, yeah, it we feels had like... many uh, improv skits that did exactly yeah, that. Yeah, we all did that when we were like, when we were like twenty two and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I had seen this, then I'd maybe have a little more patience for it. Um, but it's just not. Yeah, it's it's not it's, as funny or smart as it should be. Yeah. It's completely whiplash. You're if even if you watch it, you're going to be surprised and like be like, actually, this is pretty good. Sit back; it's going to lose you. It's 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 it's, it's it, it feels unfair. Yeah, it, it, and like they do a lot of just like it's it's just nonstop references, and I think that like at times you'll like be like, huh, all right, um, but there's only so many times like I don't know. They'll have a double decker bus, ATATs. Like okay, and they'll and board. guess what? what? 
Well, let's do and this. then and then they and then they go around and Paul Revere is a RoboCop who does a tripwire on them. Like it's it's like you say all these things and they sound funny. Was this but like, just like an episode an of hour. Human Giant? Like that's what I'm getting out of this right now, and I'm kind of okay with that, but also only in a bite sized fashion. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's it does it tr- it does everything incorrectly with like real life people, and it it but it what's fun for as I said the first half hour is that it does not shy away from that premise of like we are going to get everything wrong and have fun with that. Yeah, that's, and that's like as again, there's people obviously there's all kinds of things, timelines and all these things don't don't matter here. Everyone is sort of put into a big uh, pot, and it's all all kind of up for grabs but it's like it's it gets old <laughs> yeah okay this sounds it sounds again I get, I get, <laughs> yeah is. because it's i think yeah. also the fact that it doesn't play a lot of this stuff seriously it calls itself out so often while That's doing annoying. non-stop referencing that. and things like that that like you you're not if, if they played some stuff maybe straighter, then I think you'd maybe have a little more patience for it. It sounds like something where they also would, they would it's over an hour and a half talking yeah. to the camera or something like that and like making reference to it. I don't know if that happens. They don't, they don't necessarily talk to the camera. I think they just um, again, there's a lot of the just like when this person invents the internet, I'm totally going to edit your Wikipedia page. Is that actually? Really? Yeah, oh. it's a lot of that kind of like humor. Like, ugh. that's that's very disappointing. Okay. Yeah, it's exhausting. <sighs> All right, let's move on. I I can't take it anymore. Let's move on. Let's move on and talk about. This has just been one big disappointing cast so far. <laughs> like, um... No, guys. Uh, David Harbour is Red Guardian, a really fun very character. <laughs> Yeah, we, all, we all liked Black Widow. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah, it was still like middling. You feel like that's a disappointment right now after so long without a Marvel movie. You want it to be uh, big. It was the, it was maybe the thirteenth best Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, which is a good. Odds. <laughs> oh, all right. Tell me about Zola. I... Give me a rust down for Zola. Actually, uh, all right. Give me one hundred and forty characters on this. <laughs> So let me tell you a story about this bitch. Uh, okay, so, uh, um, wow, what a fucking easy rust down. A stripper named Zola embarks on a wild road trip to Florida. Okay. Great. Sold. Yeah, it's the. Is it the first movie based based on a Twitter thread? It but is the first that. movie released based on a based on a series of tweets. Yeah. Uh, what what did shit, shit my dad says uh, well, didn't get TV that motion show, picture yeah. no that yeah. was a CBS <laughs> television series and that was based on an account not a, a single series this is a series of tweets um, 148 tweets made this movie some really great stuff in this well, wasn't the uh, I love, I, also I based on it. a series of tweets I don't remember anyway continue <laughs> no Zola is that's good. I like that. Zola is ripped from the headlines of shit I like. <laughs> it's it's A24. Yeah. It's it's like uh yeah, it's what if Harmony Corinne uh 
was a woman. Okay. And so it's very Harmony Corinne-ish. I'm into this. But it isn't as um, exploitative of women by any stretch. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I was liking a lot of what it did, but there's a very odd scene of the two of them going to the bathroom that I thought was shot in a very weird way. I vaguely remember the bathrooms. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Oh, that was weird. Got a little weird all of a sudden. Yeah. Sounds just like a regular yeah. Harmony Corinne movie now. Not 100%. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I think the, the performances really boost it pretty high. All all four of the main characters are great. Yeah. Um, oh, Taylor Page, Riley uh, Kehoe, Nicholas Braun, and uh, Coleman Domingo. Coleman Domingo is rising up my ranks of favorite actors. I think he's he, so good. He's the king of doing a lot with yeah. a little. Um, you he, can give him five minutes and he's gonna fucking smash it. He's really, really, really good in this yeah. movie. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't connect with it as much as I had hoped to, which is really necessary because it just, it has an ending because it's a true story that just, like, the story's over. There's no, like, there's no real resolution or anything, like, really big that happens. It's just that the story this girl was telling and about what happened to her was just done. Which, I according think, to the tweet, if you've read the tweets, the story continues a little further. But I think if they had done that in the movie, the movie doesn't work. Yeah. So they let the movie end where it makes sense to end for a yeah. movie. And I think if you were harder than I was with this movie, you can really love that it ends there. If you're having a very good time with it and you are enjoying it, I think you can feel a little weird when it ends. But it's something that I would like definitely want to watch again to see if I like now that I know that I I it the rest of it hits a little bit differently for me. Did you guys read the the tweets beforehand? I have not. I have read I read the tweets, like, not years ago, but, like, a couple years ago, I read, like, the, it sounds so terrible to say I read, like, the cliff notes. <laughs> I've actually, I've read a synopsis of the well, tweet. I read, like, if there's 148 tweets, I probably read about 45. That's a lot of tweets, yeah, to be fair. And I was like, all right, cool, I get it. I, I get where this is going. This is wild. Yeah. And um, it does a very good job of hitting the beats of the tweets. Yeah. Uh, and I think it, it it has a perfect sequence in when it chooses to switch to the rebuttal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And But, yeah, the, the, the this movie doesn't work if the four the four main leads aren't acting as though the movie exists in a real world. Yeah. And I think because Taylor Page, Riley Kehoe, uh Nicholas Braun, who's Greg from Succession, oh. and uh Coleman Domingo, if they're not as good as they are, this movie mm. feels stupid and weird. Yeah. But uh, as the first like A twenty four movie of the year, you know this boy loves it. Yeah, um, highly recommend though. Oh, yes. the same I, it's, I, it's I, I really want to. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yes, but Tiggs is right. Isn't Saint Mart? Wasn't Saint Mart this? 
Was this that this year? Was that this last year? Yeah, it was like the UK. I think I saw that like New Year's Eve. It didn't get a major release. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Moving on. Let's go. Let's talk about Luca. We, uh, which is, uh, yeah, a surprisingly small amount of us saw. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, Rabbit like... described this movie as calamari by your name. It's a, it's, yeah, there are some very good jokes out there. It's, it's that nice movie that, <laughs> that everyone, good. everyone, like everywhere you read is like, oh wow, this movie's super gay. And like a very encouraging way, of course. But I like that it's it's a it's a very nice sort of gay allegory for kids. It's not like yeah. that. It doesn't have any of those like Disney Disneyfied like exclusively gay moment kind of things. Um, Something they can edit out. Really, no, what, what's funny is I thought it was a pretty solid gay allegory for parents. Mm, that's oh, okay. Like it it. You can. It didn't feel queer baity, um, like a lot of the Disney stuff in the last handful of years has been. But to me, it was like, oh no, like I think this is. It feels weird to say this is a really good way to teach kids about gay, gay stuff, and I'm butchering all of that, but. (laughs) No, it's I fine. Felt, like you're a guidance counselor or anything. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's the summer. It's the summertime. I'm high on drugs. Yeah, it doesn't count. Uh, but I felt like I uh, don't worry. Better... I said we should do a purge pandemic, so I'm I'm <laughs> I felt like it was better for parents because kids are fine. Like we don't have to do shit to teach kids. They get everything. Yeah. For me, it was more like, oh, okay, cool. Now, hey, parent, your kid uh, watches this movie, and if you can't understand the gay allegory you're 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 really stupid because it's pretty apparent they're not hammering it in your face i think there's i don't want to spoil it but there's one moment towards the end um i'm going to try to dance around so i'm talking about that there's a reveal about other characters in that town Oh, oh yeah oh 100%. 100%. For me, it was like, oh, this movie is, it does feel like kind of like a, a, a story about, like, you know, being gay. And then I was like, oh, it 100% is. Oh, well, yeah, yes. I think, I mean, even just judging by the the trailer, it was, yeah. you know, a lot of like, it's it's a lot about concealing identities and stuff like that. And, and that, and yeah, like, it's not, it does not try to be important because of that. It's a very straightforward, <laughs> simple little little plot there's yeah. not there's not a great deal of stakes involved to it no um like it it's never true. sets up that like they're the last it's not like they're the last sea monsters and like oh there could be an eradication of their kind or or a surface in in water war like it's nothing like that it's 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 simple and sweet throughout um Jacob, is, Jacob I, is too good of an actor which is annoying he's even in it's even in voice performance, he's incredible. Oh, uh, yeah. the, the the animation and uh, art style looks very nice as well. Oh, it's, yeah. it's 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 beautiful. beautiful. It's really fucking good. And yeah, I, just, I think like like kids love if like working in a middle school, I can tell you, Zootopia kids fucking nice. love it. And I think this can kind of take up some of that Zootopia space. 
because Zootopia was about race in a way that kids like really get. This is yeah, no totally. different. Only it's about like you know, uh, pre- sexual preference or whatever. And although I, I think I think people are very horny for Zootopia. Oh yeah, well that, that's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you watch it in a, like, a room full of kids, you're like, all right, I get it. Yeah, it's good. not that, it's not that good. But I think Luca is just really well done. They're not trying to give you a they're not trying to give you like a Pixar lesson. Yeah. Which I think is the was why the lesson is more effective. No, no, that that's because awesome. And they're really not hammering it in your head. And it's true it's truly a it's a beautiful movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, I mean I think they can hammer stuff in your head too, I think, but like is there a Pixar like cry moment? Not really. To to me, like I, I had an, I had an emotional reaction to something that happened in the film, but but it wasn't it it, there. It wasn't like right, no, Uh, and it had to do with like a a a major realization of one of the characters to the rest of the people in the world and how it was received. I don't, I don't. The the movie, it's good. It's fucking good, man. Luca's good. You got to watch it. It's on. It's on plus. So it's a yeah. it's a free Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. Watch it. it out. Great. Yeah, no, I I I, I, I do really want to. Yeah. It has any. It's better than it has any business game. All right, Pete. Now what's next? Let's talk about sensor. Sensor. Well, to to not spend that much time on it, it's just it's about an uh, a, a movie sensor, an early nineties uh, movie sensor in Britain during the video nasties period. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. just like when a lot of films are movies cutting, the, the, the determining what to cut out of the movies and things like that. And then yeah. one day, while watching a movie, she sees something yeah. she recognizes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like kind of a, it's a real. It's it, I think it's great. I thought it was good. Uh, I I think it was, uh, you know, it was always going to be going into this movie. You know exactly how it's going to end. I feel like, and so the, the entire thing was like very predictable. I liked um, the entire ending sequence. I thought was incredibly well done. Um, I, I thought Great. it was maybe a little slow getting there, just because it was like I know it's going to like we. Can, I'm not getting super in, into the build of this um, up until she goes to like the director's house and then and then it really ramps up and just get, goes from there which is which is fantastic. Yeah, it's I I I just enjoy the, you know, the sensor that works for the well this is going to turn kids violent. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh that was great. Yeah. Like Yeah, it, it kind of of where it goes with that. I don't know where I don't I don't think it's streaming anywhere yet. Uh I mean, it's it's for rent. Yeah, currently. you can get it on on like Amazon or whatever for. I think it's like a six dollar rental at this point. Um, but it. Go ahead. Yeah, I think cool. I think I think both of you will like it. Yeah. Um, okay. So I would no, say that. That, that description sounds awesome. It's like barely it's short. ninety. Yeah. So it, it, easy to watch. Uh, the, uh, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, really good performances all around as well. Um, yeah, check it out. You'll definitely like it. Pete, you got two on here that only you have seen. 
Which is surprising. Yes. I mean, not surprising that I'm the only one that saw these movies, but surprising that these are two that I'm the only one that saw. Yeah. So, uh, so you, you, you choose Pete's choice. Which I'll one? do them. I could just do them back to back. It's easy. Well, I meant choose which one you want to start with. Yeah. Um, I'll start with Summer of Soul or uh, When the Revolution Cannot Be Televised, mm-hmm. um, which is currently available on Hulu, but also playing in theaters. Um, I would say if you got if you got a list, if you have the time to go see it in theaters, go see it in theaters. It is a documentary. Um, You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Rush, you okay? You good? You good, Russ? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> there, there was a Don't point. Do that right now, man. We could work through it, and then it would turn into. <laughs> should be worried <laughs> um uh summer sold directed by quest love yes um directorial debut yeah i believe i believe so yeah it's put together footage from a 1969 concert series held held in harlem that was completely filmed and yet no, no one knows about it because it happened a the same summer as woodstock and b the same month as the moon landing oh, and c it's it's mostly about black and brown people. So of course America was like, no, 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 no one tell. Um, uh, the footage is incredible. How he puts it together and the stories he chooses to tell are all very, very good. So I think it works. If you just want to see some great sixties, late sixties concert footage, if you, okay. if you're interested in learning about it, it does a really great job. I think it's incredibly well done. As I said, if you can tr- if you can see it in the theater, seen in theaters. But if you if you have a, a a setup, I would say give it give it some attention one night on Hulu if you can't go out for it. But it's it's real good. Nice, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I hear it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah it won, I think it, it won the audience award at Sundance. Um, kind of thing. It's 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 an absolute delight. Um, the other movie. Uh, is No Sudden Move, which is currently on HBO Max. It is Soderbergh. Soderbergh. Oh, man. I meant to I thought watch he's, this. Uh, I've heard it's all right. Yeah, I heard it's all right. He fucking rules. Really? Wow. I watched, like, I that intro. They had, like, here's the first seven minutes, really, like, a week before it airs, <laughs> and I watched that, and I was like, this looks pretty good. Um, it's Benicio Del Toro, yeah, yeah. Uh, David Harbour, Kieran Culkin, the Red Guardian, uh, Ray Liotta, Julia Fox. Um, this movie rules. I absolutely loved it. Uh, wow. Wait, what? Lot, what? What a decade does this movie take place in? Uh, it is the. It's either the fifties or the sixties. I can't remember. Okay. okay. Julia Fox to me doesn't feel like she fits in any era that's not. <laughs> They 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 really put her in some some like the first time I she was on screen I didn't exactly recognize her just because of like her being in period costumes. Yeah. Uh, but this, uh, as I said, this movie absolutely rules. I highly suggest it. I um yeah. I mean, yeah, damn, I, I, yeah, I, I'd always go for some soda. The weird, there, right? the weird thing is, like, of all of the HBO, um, since they've been doing the in-theater and uh, simultaneous streaming, I don't know if this one's even in theaters. I don't think it, it is. It, 
This is like the only one that like not a fucking soul has mentioned. Yeah. Even the little things are the one with Denzel and oh, Gary yeah, yeah. Like yeah. every single movie that has come out on like major movie that's come out on HBO Max has been a at least a discussion piece. It, yeah. No sudden move. Not a all. no one is talking. Yeah, it's, it's I don't get it. a couple times now. I don't know what's going on because this I just looked up. This movie takes place in the mid 50s because um, no one's really talking about this, even though I think it rules. And also, I finally got around to earlier this year. Uh, Let them all talk. The Soderbergh with Meryl Streep. Um, that movie also kicks ass. God, wait! I thought he was retiring. I was about like to say, do you times. think like they were gonna like make a big deal out of this, and they were like, "Well, can we just say it's my last movie?" And they're like, "We can't do that again." Sorry, Steve. Um, yeah, Steven, <laughs> you gotta say what you mean. Yeah, like, no one's gonna believe it. It's actually gonna be negative making, press for it. On iPhones, making movies in small group, like with like really small casts and all these like weird little things. But uh, he's been doing that for I, a long time, ever since like Bubble and stuff like that, right? But then he kind of came yeah. back. Oh, uh, Lucky Logan. Yeah, Logan. Yeah, Logan Lucky. That was yeah. a, that was a much bigger like uh, effort on like Soderbergh's part yeah. in like yeah, losing it's, memory. It's getting weird been weaving in and out and stuff it's but it's uh you know this one the script rules uh let them all talk i would if you also know you've seen that i would suggest both these movies on hbo um but yeah i i i don't want to say too much because there's a lot of sort of weird turns about what exactly sudden moves doing that I would say uh, you guys should definitely watch it. I don't want to say too much about it. It makes a lot of sudden moves. I, 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 yeah. Again, I just don't know why they're not uh, this marketing yeah. this. That's crazy. It's annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah it's I, good. I, I really want to watch it. Um, okay. We got, we got a couple more. Let's quickly touch on the Fear Street, the first two installments of the Fear Street trilogy that are out on Netflix right now. Um, and we will do a much longer cast about all three of them, um, or at least have a longer discussion about all three of them uh, after the third one drops soon. Yeah, uh, they, yeah, the, they've been coming out on consecutive Fridays, so the first two are out, then the last one comes out this current Friday, the sixteenth. Yep. Um, so I was, I, I, I was, I enjoyed the first one. It had some weird moments, some weird pacing stuff to it. The, when it gets real horny in the middle, and it's very weird. <laughs> It's very weird. That, I, I, that seems awkward. It's kind of yeah. like you were talking about earlier with like uh, just making references for references sake, but it was like oh, just about the 90s. She was like, oh, yeah, she works in a B. Dalton. And, you know, you're going through all these other things. It was like, yep. I remember B. Dalton. I remember all this. I'm super into it. And then it just kind of falls off at the. Yeah, I, I feel like the movie sometimes doesn't feel secure in itself to like let like its nostalgia breathe yeah. that it goes for like reference after reference with again especially with 90s songs yes. where it won't even let one play for like more than like 20 seconds well, that's what yeah. happened in the 90s. and it yeah but it was, it, it was walking on eggshells with 90s fashion because you can't make a real 90s movie without everyone looking stupid as hell and this, yeah away from that yeah yeah because again this is like everyone and this is like way too cool for what we were like growing up. Um, I feel like that's but I will say like, with oh, anything, like looking back at the nineties now, where it's just like, well, let's pull all these cool songs, but they're cool songs now. And not like what was actually on the radio back then. And things like that. Like, I, I feel like that that's, that's a common trait. I, yeah. Like, and, uh, and, Cruel summer was very similar. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think that like, they use this to like, 
I mean, there's a lot of like both these movies are homages yep. and like or at least start off as those and then go back into their lore. Yeah. Um they I really wish love they their had lore. They love their lore, and I really wish they had done more with the homages. Like, this first yeah. one was really a, a scream. Like, it starts off with, like, a whole scream, literally, like, pretty much like a scene yeah, from a scream movie. Up, and um, I wish they had, again, like, leaned into that, like, actually had some more, maybe more mystery and more scares with that before they transitioned into... Um, everything else, and like they really, um, yeah, and like they only have like like they have a couple cool, like a couple cool surprising kills. Oh, uh, I think the kills at the end. I was not expecting two of those kills for sure. Yeah, and I wish they had done more of that stuff along the way. In the middle of the movie, that there was no no one was dying in the middle. Nope it's 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 a it's a bookended killing type of movie. Yeah, and the second one's like summer camp Friday the Thirteenth type thing, and I think Everyone they did dies. a lot of really good. They they did a lot of really good setups in that. Um, and I don't know, how, like uh, again the the payoff the one works better as a horror movie homage. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, I don't think it does enough interesting with the overall plot of the series. That what made me think, oh, this makes sense that we're going backwards. This makes sense that we're doing these the, things. The, the backwardsness, it really doesn't make any sense. It's like they find what there's like the hand in the or the body in the first one, but it's missing the hands. And then we got to go find the hands. And now we talk, the, now we get the story of like where the hand basically is at this point, right? And, and that, and yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. I do like, um, it, the, the, the second one starts off in like at, at the very end of the first movie. Uh, and and yeah, it's like Nirvana's version of um, the man who sold the world is playing. I was just like, that's in the '70s version. Oh, I get what they're gonna do. Can't wait for the David Bowie version to show up later, um, which it does <laughs> and is fantastic. But yeah. uh, I I I really liked the second one as as Pete as you were saying as like an homage to, I mean, to Friday the Thirteenth. Like it, it, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's straight up. The there's no. <laughs> it's it's filmed yeah. at the same. Time. <laughs> um, oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, wait, wow. say that again. It, I believe I read it's filmed at the same camp. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot to to like in these, yeah. but we'll have to wait for. Oh, the there's last a lot one. If these were yeah. direct to Netflix and this was like, no, you got to go out to the theater oh. to go see this, I would be like, do not go and see these movies. But because they're just I there, completely agree. It's like, yeah, oh, well, yeah. these are great You're, to watch here. The, the three and a half hour long commitment. Yeah. <laughs> for this would not merit spending twenty dollars at the theaters. Uh Tiggs, thank you for reminding me of something that we forgot to talk about before. Um anyone have any thoughts on the smells like Teen Spirit uh cover at the beginning of Black Widow? Loved it. Oh god, they gotta stop doing this stuff. I felt like I was watching like a Gears of War trailer or something like that. Like Yeah, like... no, that's exactly what it felt like. That that this this trend needs to really stop. <laughs> Who, who it's not did that? Who, whose cover was that? I don't even know. Um, what was it? A newly recorded. I cover? found. I found it the. I found it the other day. Uh, what's the name? Uh, keep talking. I'll okay. find it. Well, yeah. Uh, I th- I thought that, um, that was that was weird and felt 
odd and out of place because it was the only yeah. thing. And yeah, totally. Ma- Malia, Malia J. I have no idea. It was just that. odd for a Marvel movie to have an opening credit sequence. That is well, because only four movies have had opening credits. Well, it, Black I mean, Widow, again, if uh, Hulk, and both Guardians of the Galaxies. You're right, actually. Oh, wow. um, but I, I think it was. It was especially weird because they used that opening credit sequence to like deal with her being like humanly trafficked. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Which they, I think they really didn't like hammer home how awful that was in yeah, that movie until really the end. And I was like, uh, you're human trafficking girls. Yeah. Yeah, I think they didn't deal with that great. Which is odd because I'm like, you guys made the choice to do that. Yeah, <laughs> no one, no like one told you to do it. No, no one said, "I dare you, Black Widow." Uh, <laughs> human trafficking kids. Guys, you make the joke about fun. forced sterilization. Do it. <laughs> uh, so Russ, you wanted to talk about these last two kind of close. Um, was there an order that was necessary? Yeah. There's not. Here's the deal with the Tomorrow War. Yeah, I'll talk about Tomorrow War first. Werewolves Within, it's good. Um, Sam it. Richardson. Why is Sam Richardson just not the lead in the Tomorrow War? Yeah. So good. Or or, or uh, Betty Gilpin. I would rather her. <laughs> it, I don't hate Chris. I'm not one of these I hate Chris Pratt people. I like Chris but, Pratt. But you made a movie that does not stick to his strong suits. Not it's so at all. same it's... issue as both Jurassic Worlds. They're they're only asking him to be a movie star. They're not asking him to do anything else. And he's he not so good at that. Bored. No, like, in this movie. he is really good at being like a charming sort of Star Lord type. Yep. Yeah, and Guardians... this movie is asking him to be like a. A dad. A dad. That's exactly. Yeah, totally. And if that's what you're asking for, then Sam Richardson is your guy. Oh, totally. Guardians asked Chris Pratt to be a dumb goof. The other two movies are like, oh, now that you popped in that movie star, and he's not. He's not that. Like, I like him when he does other shit, but not just this like. As I said, this movie star persona, and that's all this is. And Tomorrow and, War. Oh, sorry. Yep. No, like Sam Richardson's character actually has an arc, which would yeah. Chris Press character kind of doesn't. Like, it's everyone has an arc around him, and he's just kind of him the whole time. I guess he forgives his dad, but that's about it. Yeah. But all, but all that. Oh my god, this movie is entirely too long, but oh, also has this so moment. Long. Um, Alex, I'm going to spoil it because you should have watched it. I don't care. So there's the point when he gets back from the future. The movie should have fucking ended with someone looking at him and saying, thank you for this. This is what we needed. The movie goes on for another 45 fucking minutes. We got to go under the ice. It's not longer. They've been here all the time. Can I be honest with you? I didn't put together that this is a time travel movie, and I just clicked that. Wow, tomorrow morning. Yep. Okay. Um, so the annoying thing about the whole ending is that not only is it unnecessary, but it almost invalidates a lot of what happened before. The oh, whole yeah. thing was like them trying to get that antidote, 
wasn't important because can anyone tell me how they killed the aliens when they got back to the past? Explosions. Oh yeah. <laughs> so they did really that they shot them and then like one of them fell. Yeah, they didn't really Wait. They what? just went. In. It's it, oh, Alex. Don't worry about. It. <laughs> no, no. I was gonna ask. So what the aliens look in my head? They look like the aliens from Skyline. They're not. They, I think they're they're a kind of original design, but I don't think they have anything cool going for them outside of the spikes that they shoot visually. <laughs> oh, they've got a, a needler. They kind of look like some like Final Fantasy VIII character, like enemies that you would fight on the oh, map. Okay. Honestly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's such a frustratingly dumb movie. It's so bad. Oh, it yeah. has a lot of as with the Sam Richard play has a lot of like fun he's great comedic actors in it and does nothing with them nope like, it's like you guys made the choice to put him in this movie yeah no one no one was like looking for sam richardson you don't put nope. sam richardson in something unless you are looking to put sam richardson in something Can't wait so how do you get this shit so fucking wrong yeah man i've become such a big Sam Richardson fan over the last few years, and especially like again watching Detroiters, uh, I, I think you should leave, like everything uh, Veep. I mean, like he's like I will say that like I see him in something, you know, it's an instant watch right now. Yeah, um, yeah. But this movie looks so bad, I couldn't even do it. I couldn't bring myself. Honestly, don't because it's know. dumb as shit. Yeah, yeah. Speaking but where will- of things that are not dumb as shit. <laughs> Let's talk about werewolves within. Dude, werewolves within. I don't know how this movie was made, why it was released, who paid for it, why it was... Ubisoft. Yeah, Ubisoft did. But, I mean, it fucking rules. It's really good. You You take the director of Scare Me, you put it together with... The intellectual property of a PlayStation VR game. Mm-hmm. You got, you got gold. How baby. many bitcoins do you need to fund this? Uh, <laughs> a lot more now. <laughs> the cast rules. Yep. It's yeah. very funny. I think it builds a compelling enough mystery. Um, I think the the reveal is fine, but I think some of the reasoning behind the reveal makes it better. I'll agree. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, But I I think it's a fucking fun ride. It's it's really what he said. Yeah. Um, The whole town... This movie is... They're such good character. All of them are fantastic and different. And and yeah, like the reveal, the mystery, the way that it keeps... You're just like, oh, that's what happened. And then... Like nope, there's the next. Then it like it twists again, and then it twists again, and then it really twists, and then it kind of twists again. Um, come on, yeah. twist again. I, I, I think, like yeah, and I think that like exactly. I think that the just the characters and the actors portraying them are just so much fun that like even when this movie is real stupid, uh, which it definitely can it, be, I it think is. it's just, it's very endearing, yep. mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. that like. As long as you're, yes, as long as you're here for it, I think you will have a really 
just fun time playing along with it. Yeah, I think that's that's where uh, the director, uh, Josh Rubin, comes in. Like, you can tell with Scare Me that he has a love for horror movies while thinking they're dumb in a loving way. Yeah. So where other movies would kind of make jokes at some of the times that Werewolves Within does, it's done not just as a dumb reference or as a throwaway homage. It's done, like, kind of as a fun little wink that... I know we have to do this, but we're going to like kind of have fun with it. I yeah, think that I, a lot I of actually, I have Sam Richardson. I think that him being there as the main character makes all of that work. Like if for, as like yeah. your audience yeah. surrogate type, that's just like, well, we're, we're going to be in your shoes, your snowshoes um, for this right now. Yeah. He's oddly compelling. Yes. No, not oddly. Absolutely. He's just been good in everything he's done. Yeah, he really yeah. makes this work, and it. And if he isn't as good as he is, this movie falls apart. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. I, especially his like monologue at the end, where he's just talking about like being a nice guy. I'm like, that was yeah. you're you're basically talking about your entire casting history. Because <laughs> you're just everything he's ever been in. He's just a pretty good guy, and it works. Well, that's what's it. It should not have worked four seasons into Veep, a show where everyone's an asshole. Yeah. That sweetest man in the world should work. Mm-hmm. And it's and he completely steals every scene he's in in that show. And and, and I haven't yeah. played the game of was, this. That was what I but, wanted to ask. But, uh, I I own it. Okay. Um, but I've actually never played Step it. One. I own way too many PlayStation VR games. Um, but I think that like they obviously they could pick a lot of like kind of broad characters for this, but it almost feels like you're again like you're playing a game of like Clue or something yeah. like that, and you have all these like yeah exactly world, and you have all these like you know larger than life silly characters that you just kind of get to interact with here a bit of their story and then decide what you think of them. It's like, it's, it's, it's sort of really fun the way people kind of come in and out of this. Yeah. Um, and a lot of just like, and again, like, it's not like it's a huge plot twist. that's going to have you gasping or anything like that. It's, it's all pretty just fun and low stakes, but it's, um, I think, oh God, and I'm trying to think of like who's in the main cat, like, cause the, Michaela Watkins from SNL. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else of like Here, the one guy. What we what? do with shadows. Yes. Uh, Subway from uh, Community. No, no, that's uh, that's Danny from Thirty Rock. Oh, Danny from Thirty. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Cheyenne Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Michael yep. Chernis, who was the tinkerer in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh yeah. Oh. And, uh, Michaela Watkins. Uh, husband, and that dude who's in uh, both seasons of the Amazon original Patriot, which is one of the best shows um, I've seen in the last decade that no one's watched. Never even heard of it. Uh, no, I've and heard of it. I refuse to watch it. It's so good. It's two seasons on Amazon. It's called Patriot. Yeah, it's too much. fantastic. I gotta say, I don't know anything about this thing, but I'm on Russ's side. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fair. 
But yeah, it, yeah but like, track this movie down. It's it, whenever it like has more of a release. I think it was having like a VOD only for a little while. It might come to theaters. It might have been only theaters, yeah. small theater. Um, but yeah, uh, as we said, I don't know. Early on, it said it felt like we didn't like movies, but uh, just to review, definitely track down Werewolves Within. Um, yeah, if there's well, anything you take away from this podcast, you should go see Werewolves Within. Yeah, I, I no sudden I, move, move summer soul. Yeah. <laughs> I do love it when character actors and like people that usually have smaller parts and stuff get a chance to like really shine. Yeah, and, and that's what I love about this. One huge actor in this movie too, which is kind of neat. That they did oh, yeah. home run, big swing cast one of these roles. Yeah, totally. I, I assume this must be like a very small budget. Like you know, it, it's it's uh, like a single town set basically the entire time. Not a not a drop of special effects. Nope, not at all. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's all incredibly well done with how simple they keep it and, and how compelling they actually um, the the story ends up being. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Melania Weintraub, of course. Yeah, not to leave her out of that. Yeah, she's a uh, decent. As an actress, that's all I bet. I think it is time to end this podcast all of a sudden. Uh, You can find us on the web, movemovepodcast.com. You can find us on, well, you can find Russ on Twitter as Russ Incredible. You can find, well, you can find Russ everywhere as Russ Incredible, really. You can find Peter on Letterboxd as Peter Petey. You can find me on Letterboxd and Strava as Johnny Tiggs and Alex. Thanks for being here, guys. Um, and thank you all for listening. And we will see you soon with a lot more movies on the Movie Movie Podcast. Watch Patriot on Amazon Prime. <laughs>